The beautiful Queen Cersei and her wildfire eyes. Girl, you got them wildfire eyes. <laughs> Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man. It's your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, I'm your host, Zach, and sitting here next to me is my brother, Nate. What up, what up, what up, what up? I'm Nate. That's me. If you've joined us before, thank you for coming back. If you've never joined us, we are for spoiler. This is your warning at the top of the show. We will ruin the series for you. If you enjoy spoilers, keep listening. But if not, go away, read the series, and come back. If you joined us last episode, we were reading Tyrion 13. We are in the midst of the Battle of Blackwater, folks. Yeah, we're in the middle of it. We saw some from Sansa initially. She opened it up by praying at the Sept, seeing Joffrey off. Then we got to experience the thick of it with Davos as the wildfire hulking ships exploded and launched all of Stannis' fleet. And when I say all of it, I mean not very many of them at all because he still has like 40 galleys left to transfer troops from the south bank over to the north right and now then we got to open up on Tyrion and see what was happening right after and during that a bit and he was preparing to lead his sortie out the mud gate because the hound refused to do so and finally right after seeing that which was kind of cool that we're getting that you know hound giving up on fuck this I'm not fighting for the king I'm done working here um, we go into Sansa yeah. and what she's doing. Sansa this. 6 of A Clash of Kings. Last we had left, left Sansa, she was seeing Joffrey off before going to join Cersei and all the other highborn ladies at Magor's Holdfast during this siege of King's Landing. And so that that's is where they are. That's yeah. where we pick up in Sansa 6. Despite the torches that were reflecting, because there were mirrors behind the sconces, as we learned last chapter, there was a darkness in the Queen's ballroom. She could see it in Sir Illyn's pale eyes as he stood near the back door in the shadows. And in the coughing from Lord Giles as he lays there practically dying. And in Sir Osney Kettleblack's whispered tidings to the queen. And the first time he had entered, Sansa had been eating, and he Apparently spoke... he sucks at whispering, because right. she's like, yeah, I heard everything he said. He, Osney, spoke first with his brother Osfrid, and then climbed up the dais and knelt before Cersei. And Sansa also notes the four scratches that are on his cheek from Elia. Hell yeah, my no. girl. But for all his whispering, Sansa still heard fleets locked in battle, archers ashore, but the hound is cutting them to pieces. Tyrion is raising his chain. Some drunks in Flea Bottom are smashing doors and windows. But Lord Jason By- Jacelyn Bywater has sent the gold cloaks to deal with it. Cersei's main concern, though, is Joffrey. What's yeah, going on yeah. with Joffrey? And so she. Yeah, that's basically all she addresses with him, and he tells her, like, well, he went off to the Sept of Baelor to get a, a blessing from the High Septon, and now he walks the walls with Tyrion, lifting the men's spirits and offering them praise and wisdom. Fuck off. Joffrey <laughs> is not doing none of that. He's whining that he can't launch bitches out of the fucking Cersei gestures for another cup of wine. She's Blackwater drunk. So I actually, uh, this is the only paragraph that I quoted because of how much I like this Blackwater drunk Cersei and what Sansa thinks about it. It says, Cersei beckoned to her page for another cup of wine, a golden vintage from the arbor, fruity and rich. The queen was drinking heavily, but the wine only seemed to make her more beautiful. Her cheeks were flushed and her eyes had a bright, feverish heat to them as she looked down over the hall. Eyes of wildfire, Sansa thought. Mm. And does Sansa, is she aware that there was the wildfire in the Hulks, do you think, before this? Is that common knowledge? Or is that a 
high-end Cersei, Tyrion, those in the fight are going to know about it. But that's about it. No, I think at this point it's probably common knowledge that wildfire is being used. But either way, the I just like the idea of we're seeing how insane and how uncontrollable and mad and wild the wildfire is out there with Davos. And Cersei is... And then to have that look and to, to have her eyes compared to that especially. Well, right, Cersei... Is getting scared here. She's she's concerned for as much bravado as she has. At the end of this chapter here, she reveals it, that she's pretty certain that they're going to lose here. And so, yeah, I love how it makes her more beautiful, the more wild and mm-hmm. crazy she seems to be getting. But there was music playing. Moon Boy was lurching around on his stilts. Sir Dantos was chasing serving girls with his broomstick horse. The guests laughed, but it was joyless, and Sansa thinks their bodies are here, but their thoughts are on the city walls. Their hearts, too. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Which, I I just think it's an interesting contrast that Sansa is thinking of both hearts and minds, not just... And where Cersei's like, yeah, no, we'll, like, if the city should fall, my guards will probably betray me, yada, yada. She's being very practical about it, but Sansa's looking at both yeah, yeah, the yeah. hearts and minds of everybody fighting, but... Another dish comes down, and Sansa notes that all the food is flavored with fear. And she isn't the only one that seems to this have This is no the appetite. one dish that sounded kind of good to me. It was like fucking, uh, I forget exactly what, there was like some cinnamon and like raisins and shit, and it sounded pretty great. But yeah, she's again focused more on the people there. Giles coughing uh, more than he is eating. Yep. Lawless is just sitting there hunched and quivering. There's a young knight's, uh, one of Lancel's knights, oh. uh, the bride of him, is just sitting there weeping uncontrollably. Just so Cersei's like, get her out and give her some dream wine, put her to bed. I'm tired of that shit. Done. Tears, Cersei says scornfully. The woman's weapon. My lady mother used to call them. The man's weapon is a sword. That tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? And Sansa th- says, uh, men must be brave, though. They ride out to sword and axe. Everyone trying to kill you, it must be terrifying. Yeah, and this is, she starts, and she's going to get more and more into it, her relationship with Jamie here. And I think this is some of the best Cersei chapters we'll get in oh, the series yeah. for a while, uh, or up to this point, because we got some with Ned, um, but that was basically a little bit with Tyrion here and there lately, but... This one, we're really getting some Cersei. She's a little drunk. She's fucking spewing some stuff. But she mentions that her and Jamie, or that Jamie tells her that the only time he feels alive is in battle or in bed. And I don't know that Sansa necessarily picks up on it, but we know that Jamie's only ever been with Cersei. With Cersei. Right. And so it's just interesting that she is <clears throat> literally talking about her sexual relationship with her brother, mm-hmm. Sansa. Even if it's slightly ambiguous. Right, well, like, Cersei's, Cersei's getting drunk. She's worried. She, she's towing the line here, like, right. to the point where she almost gets a little reckless. And I think that's what's sort of making her attractive and more beautiful is this yeah. sort of reckless And she says uh, she would rather face any number of swords than sit here pretending to like these people. Mm-hmm. And Sansa's like, but you invited them here. It was expected of me. Uh, I just thought of Lena Headey's performance in the show of when Sansa's like you asked them here your grace and it was expected of me like yeah there's certain things expected of a queen you had better learn them as well if you ever hope to wed Joff you best learn yeah she says basically if Tyrion should manage a victory the people will say how brave she was and certain of victory offering protection to those who needed it and 
Sansa's like, yeah, but what if the castle should fall? You'd like that, wouldn't you? If I'm not betrayed by one of my guards, or all of my guards, then I may be able to hold here for a time. Then I can go to the walls and offer to yield to Lord Stannis in person, which would spare us the worst. But if Magor's holdfast should fall before Stannis should come up, why then most of my guests would be in for a bit of a rape, I would expect. And they probably would likely face torture and mutilation and murder as well. She says it all so nonchalantly. Now, it's almost easy to skip over, but it says Sansa is horrified. Yeah. Horrified. And says that these are women, unarmed and gently born. And Cersei's like, well, true that their sex protects them a modicum, but each is worth a good ransom. But after the madness of battle, soldiers often want flesh more than coin. Better a, still, better a golden shield than none. In the streets, women will be treated much more harshly. Same with the servants. Enough drink will make the men will make blind washerwomen and reeking pig girls seem as comely as you, sweetling. Yeah. So she also, before she says that part, uh, mentions Shay specifically. Yep. Brings Shay up, and I think that's. <clears throat> I think that's interesting because, she. Thinks she has to. Yeah, she thinks whore. she has her with Elia, and now she's spotting that one, being like, she's fairly attractive. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that Cersei herself is noticing how attractive she is. Yeah. Just almost like to give credence to the fact that Tyrion's got a very attractive woman. Yeah. Um, in his employee, but yeah, she says, and I, she puts it rough. She tells her that Shay is in for a lively night. Basically saying she's attractive, she's going to, and as Shay would put it, she's going to get fucked tonight. Yeah. Because that's what she said happened to Lawless, but she's going to get raped, like a bunch. Um, But yeah, then she says, to you know, as sweet as as Sansa, and Sansa's like, me? What? Yeah, try not to sound so like a mouse, Sansa. You're a woman now and betrothed to my firstborn. Were it anyone else, I might hope to beguile them, but this is Stannis Baratheon, and I have a better chance of seducing his horse. And noticing Sansa's shocked face, she asks, Have I shocked you, my lady? You little fool. Tears are not a woman's only weapon. You've won between your legs, and you'd best learn to use it. Men use their swords freely enough. Both kinds of swords. Yeah, so she's being very blatant with Sansa right now with and it's lessons that if you you know subscribe to our Patreon and Fred listen to our Mercy episode that we s- express a little dismay a little surprise at when these girls Sansa Arya you know Jane Poole even are all using these sex are, as a weapon yeah learning to wield it especially since Cersei's right now already telling Sansa like get ready Get, get ready to use it. And I don't think she has in, uh, at this point in where we are in Dance with Dragons. She's still... Sansa's still fairly... Oh, no. Yeah, no. Sansa hasn't weaponized sex yet. She's still learning right. the in- intricacies of lying. But two kettle blacks enter the hall at this point. Sir Osmond and his brothers had become favorites around the castle, getting on as well with grooms and huntsmen as they did with squires and knights. And of late, it was rumored that Sir Osmond had taken Sandor Clegane's place at Joffrey's side, and the women at the well gossiped that he was as strong as the hound, only younger and faster. Yet Sansa wonders why she had never heard of these kettle blacks before Osmond was named to the King's Guard, if that were true. So I don't know how does he snap, 
but goddamn. Sansa's the queen of shade. Yeah, so... Queen of shade. Don't fuck with the hound, one, because Sansa will fuck you up, but two, queen of shade. Dude, who, the, who are these nobodies? I've never even, heard of them. Like, I've heard of Jamie Lannister. I've heard of Sir Arthur Dane. I've heard of Barristan Selmy. I've heard of Gerald Hightower. Never fucking heard of Osford, Osney, Osborn, Kettleback. Yeah. yeah, they're nothing. They're nobodies. And she's so, like, once again, just right on it where she's like, who are you? That rumor mill, though. The fuck are you? But as the rumor mill churns, we are going to churn our way to our small council. Nice segue. Thank you. Great. You can clearly see we're professionals at what we do. Obviously. We'll see you in the small council. This is the small council. Hey. And this is where Nate usually gives all of the socials and ways for you to contact us, such as our email, withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. That's slowed down a little bit. Without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. What a cunt. I know, I'm kind of an asshole. We're also available on all the social medias. Zach handles the Instagram from time to time, at manners without, which also happens to be my Twitter, at manners without. Zach is on Twitter, but is fairly inactive because he's lazy as fuck, me. Wow. Get on my level, dog. I do D&D stuff, man. Uh, right, I don't have I'll time to be excuse. sitting on Twitter. His Twitter is at carstark92. We also have the Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhoodpodcast. We are working on some primo, a premium content for Patreon. It's a little lagging behind. My, there was some COVID issues right. so within the family, and those are- Maybe you've heard of it. It's a thing going around in our area. I don't know if it's in your area, but if it is, you know, it affected us pretty directly. Right. And so uh, we apologize, patrons. We are getting stuff to you as soon as possible. Right. But that's patreon.com slash without manners. What else am I missing here? Am I missing anything that you can think no, of? No, keep uh, – I don't have any uh, on hand to read currently uh, as I don't have my phone to read from, but – Keep the YouTube comments coming. We're, yeah, we're seeing we a lot of traffic there, the, and we love all the discussion that we're similar seeing Similar if we haven't responded. It's, right. We've been busy with the, the We'll get back stuff. to you eventually. We yes. always are checking the YouTube. So um, Rate us, review us, subscribe everywhere you can. We love it so much. Right now, if you go to the Podcast Awards 2020, you can nominate us for oh, shit. Uh, Best Comedy Podcast 2020. Do we make you laugh? I hope we make so, you laugh. So share us to your friends. Tell them all about it. And you, know, you just have to enter your email address. And that's it. And they don't send you stupid shit unless you ask for them to sign, you know, send you that stuff. So it's all, it's a win-win for everybody. Win-win-win. Like, win-win-win. three wins. Win. win. I'm right, adding a fourth one. We're I was adding this. a fourth. We're Lots done. of win. We're done. Thank you. Write into us. Get us your inductees and all that. And we'll let you get back to Sansa because, yo, what a fucking chapter. Cersei's drunk. Blackwater drunk. So Osney is all smiles as he is kneeling before Queen Cersei. Now, I feel like a few he he reminds me of a few different characters for those who know who have, you know, been listening to us for a while know I just finished it a month or two ago. Hey. And this he right here he reminds me of the character Patrick Hofstetter. Oh, the psycho? Yeah, where he's just like, he's all excited over the car. My, right. My queen. Right. Uh, the, the, everything's on fire. Yeah, the People black water dying. is a washing like, fire. He just seems like that fucking right. psycho. And that's what it is. Me. He's all smiles because. He thinks victory is assured because the black fire is on fire, where you get people who are smart and battle tactic 
like tactical, Tyrion. like Tyrion, who understand this is a half victory. Right. We didn't achieve shit, really, here. Not we as much we as delayed we the inevitable. But he, of course, is like, ha ha, and reports that, yeah, the Black Fire is a fire. But just like the previous time. What about Joffrey? Where's, where's Joffrey? And he's like, uh, Joffrey went to the Mudgate with Tyrion. Uh, he's giving tips on crossbow. A right proper lad there, my queen. A right proper lad. Yeah, he'd best remain alive, lad. And she turns to the taller, sterner Osfred and just goes, Yes, because he's like yeah, staring he's at her, like and a, I love it. Like, yes, I feel like he's shifting. Kind he has someone like... a fucking report, and his face is grim as he does report that a groom and two maidservants were caught trying to sneak off with three of the king's horses, your grace. And Cersei, I like. It seems like ex- almost Joffrey excited Dude, about she's it. She's getting very savage right here. She's like, "Great, the first of the night's traitors, as I expected. They won't be the last. Cool, fucking kill them, cut off their heads, put them on spikes outside the she stables." She sends uh, Ellen Payne after. Get Ellen to take right. their heads. I want their heads mounted so that everyone can see what we do to traitors. As and a warning, she turns to Sansa here and tells her, "There is a lesson to be learned here, my dear." You must rule with fear or else they will continue to be traitors or some other bullshit that's not true stuff. Be gentle on a night like this and treasons will pop up like mushrooms after a hard rain. The only way to keep people loyal is to make certain they fear you more than they do the enemy. And Sansa says, I will remember your grace, but thanks. She had heard that love was a surer route to loyalty than fear. I, yes. Thinking of her father has to be thinking of Ned Stark. Absolutely. And thinks, if I am ever a queen, I'll make them love me. Let's discuss this briefly. Now, as you mentioned, um, Ned, The ultimate foreshadowing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sansa's going to be fucking queen, and she's going to have the adoration of the public. Right. Like, right. yes. I, or, I feel is Because the only thing I could possibly see is Martin, if it happens to grow that way, twisting it completely on the opposite end, where she's the mad queen. She becomes Littlefinger. She becomes the absolute psycho, narcissistic. Like, but... Now... I don't foresee that. I'm I now I want to mention the Ned stuff about right. here. With we know that anybody in the North that knew Ned either loved him or respected him. Right. And respect, like that's not I, necessarily feared. It's but, not fear. Right. It's it's respect. Like what else can you call it besides that? It but it's a, almost a an appreciation of love in its own right. Right. That you know. I love the honor that you're withholding between us right, and between right, right. Your pe- and he his he was feared but again it was that more out of love cuz we know that he will do what's right and just yeah because he knows that that's what has to happen and so they nobody technically feared Ned Stark unless they were doing shit they shouldn't be doing anyway and so yeah to be raised in that environment what else would she think but the love, and then to be going into this fucking snake pit yeah, yeah, and yeah. seeing what the opposite is like with so, the fear. I I've been thinking about this a lot, but I really think Martin's doing some shit here. Um, with one, the title of the book, The Clash of Kings, the title that this war gets, The War of the Five Kings. When what I really think is happening here is this should be more aptly titled The Positioning of the Five Queens. No shit. Because it's Cersei, Sansa. Danny, Marjorie, and Melisandre, who all come up and become present in this book. We've heard, learned a lot about Marjorie's marriage mm-hmm, to Renly, mm-hmm. Melisandre with Stannis, Danny, well, that's why Littlefinger Sansa, and Cersei. Right, the Marjorie stuff, and, and they're yeah. all positioning their where they're going. Cersei's 
absolute hatred that she's not a man and able to do the same things societally and power-wise that men do. Sansa learning these lessons directly from Cersei, who is bitter and angry. Sansa committing to herself that instead of the power... She wants to be a queen that's loved. Yeah. She doesn't want to be a queen that's ruled by fear, now, which is even something that Danny has never said. Danny doesn't walk around thinking, I'll be queen and I'll make them love me. That just happens. It, for... It'll be fire and blood, right? It'll be, yeah, uh, I you will, know, they, I'll rule and I'll be, right. I'll be kind because I'm Daenerys Targaryen. Now, the but... one thing I think is worth pointing out in the way that it's phrased, the way Martin wrote that is, I will make them love me. Right. Now, is that... Is that a dark twist to that? No, I think it's a, I will earn their love. I'll make them love me by giving... I'll earn their loyalty. I mean, obviously, it's vague language, so it could go, Mad Queen, I'll make you love me, or uh, I'll make them love me by showing them a queen they can absolutely love. And I just, I think it's super interesting that we're getting the positioning of these different female players, of Melisandre, of Marjorie. Well, because look at the kings. Right. The kings are a fucking mess. Rob. Dead. The kings Joffrey, are fucking dead. everything up right Renly, now. Dead. Stannis is the only and one. And it's alive. the women that are sort of pulling those strings. Right, it's right. Melisandre being like, ha 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 ha, ha and Cersei being like, he he he, Joffrey, and Marjorie. Yeah, being I don't know like, that Marjorie's hey. doing too. I think Elena's moving a lot of pieces right. down there right now, but. Um, the, that's why I said the positioning, not of, the war yeah, yeah, of, because it is. We we're just now learning more about the prominence of Marjorie. But that's and what's so interesting is that yeah, in and Mel, this, this book, Clash of Kings, titled uh, such, they're all five kings of them. Only one lives where we're currently at. What is the, the stupid fucking saying behind every great man yes. is a woman, and, and I think she, that's uh, the, the flip here. Whereas the men it, aren't great. Not show. We're not talking show here. No, book canon. Every one of those women is alive and well. Yeah. Every single one of them. Olena, even if we bunch her in right, with right, Marjorie right. or Lenny, Olena Well, Catelyn could even be bunched even, in there with Rob well, and, and everything. Uh, to, to, not Catelyn I mean, being so hard, queen, but, like, but Rob is one of the kings. That yeah, is but that woman failing, presence. That is yeah. fucking up. And yeah, he would not be as good as he is right now without Catelyn right. in his corner. And technically speaking, the only time he made the most massive mistake was when Cat was not by right. his side. And so, so it's this interesting, yeah, these men are the ones with the power, but all the women behind them are the ones that are thinking and using their fucking brains, regardless of if it's Cersei, selfish, fuck everybody but me and mine, or if it's Sansa, I'll make them love me. Yeah, and that's thing. not to say that Littlefinger and Tyrion and Varys aren't doing their aren't stuff. Aren't players. But they're not the, the kings. Queen. They, right, like, it's not the kings. The, the ones who are vying for king are fucking up. Rob is off marrying a Westerling. Right. Stannis is doing black magic. Joffrey is fucking Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Balon is has his stupid son, Theon, and a stupid fucking claim. Balon is yeah. shit and always has been and always will be. Yeah, Fight you're me. not your own, dude. Don't yeah, at me, you're, right. You're fucking... And and so it's it's yeah, the the kings are shit. It's the fucking queen. Like the women need to rule this country. <laughs> but Anyway, we went on a whole anyway, fucking spiel there. Anyway, after a few more servings, more food we get the comes. Last, uh, Lawless, Lawless pukes all over, and you know she's pregnant. Over so her, and Felice, her and Felice, her and Felice. But Sansa says that she ate too much, like making it sound like she just no, and then blah. Well, because Sansa knows that she's rumored to be pregnant. Right. Is that she's aware? No, she ate too much, but maybe she only took a little bite and that was too much. Yeah, but yeah. It doesn't really. Lord Giles coughed, drank, coughed, drank until he passed out. 
And Cersei just regards him with disgust. Well, yeah, because she demanded his release. Yeah. And she's like, "What? why well, was she, manhood uh, wasted yeah, on Yeah, the manhood. Like, and it's, she... It could have gone to me. And it's going... I could have had his Because, I mean, it's clearly going to show the the unfair equal, lack of equality between men and women and how she's so certain, you know, if I was a man, I would be... I'd be king. Right. I would be the fucking ruler of everything. Who run the world, girls? Yeah. Uh, and I must have been mad to have demanded his release. And so Osford returns and reports that rich merchants have gathered in the square. Not a mob, not peasants. Now this, Asking to take some refuge in the castle. I think this is much more. You had mentioned earlier when she had the traitors. Those were traitors, technically speaking, to the king. She's. She tells him... Tell these merchants, and they're rich merchants. It's not like they're just common folk. He he emphasizes they're not a mob. No, right? They're Americans. they're rich merchants. Or, sorry, they're just rich merchants. Right? Yep. And she, well, obviously, like I'm not. Yeah, no, no, no. And Cersei tells them, go back to your homes. And if they don't listen, pop them full of some crossbow bolts, rubber bullets, or crossbows. Yeah, rubber, yeah, yeah. Like, get the a fuck out of crossbows, here. Kill a few of them. I will not have the gates opened for any reason. No, absolutely not. So Osford browse and leaves and is like, yeah, sure. So Cersei's face is hard and angry. So real quick, because yeah, yeah, why yeah. I mentioned that, Joffrey, had, during the bread riots, sat up on top of the fucking walls, mm-hmm. popping people with crossbow bolts, just because they were there asking for bread while they're in there feasting. Right. And so I was just like, no wonder these are a, These are actual, I mean, if you want to look at it from the fucked up lens, Cersei's, these are actual contributing members of society, people who have gold, right. to, and she's still saying, no, go kill a few of them if they don't go the fuck back to their yeah, house. Yeah, they're not highborn. They're right. just good, rich merchants. Right. Fuck them. So yeah, Cersei's face is hard to angry. She begins to slur her words a little bit and says, would that I could take a sword to their necks myself. When we were little, Jamie and I looked so much alike, we would often ingest, swap clothes, and trade places. Yet when Jamie was given his first sword, there was none for me. We were so... And this actually made me feel for certain. We were so alike, I never understood why they treated us differently. Jamie learned to fight. I learned to sing and pray. He was heir to Casterly Rock. I was to be sold to some stranger like a horse, to be ridden, beaten, or discarded as they pleased. Jamie's lot was glory and power. Mine was birth and moon blood. Now, the first, and again, I always, I I, yeah, I did. I love the. Way. I didn't understand um, it. I. It makes me feel that much more empathetic towards Ned because he did get lessons for Arya to wield a sword. Right, like it, it's that. Why couldn't she, man? Yeah. Why didn't you give her? Like, because Tywin. Tywin. Tywin's right, a fucking right, right, right. son of a bitch. Yeah. And, you know, just I, I always compare him with Randall Tarly. Um, but they're just those those fucking. This is the way it is. Ugh, those fucking pig headed. I mean, gross... the world is full of them currently. Yeah. IRL of yeah, those no shit, changes. House. Scary. We don't want things to change. This is the way the structure's been. Women. Give birth and have their period and right. bleed all over boomers, stuff. Boomers, boomers. Right, exactly. It's, sorry. It's boomers, that fucking... Not, not sorry. Anyway. It's uh, that mentality. Change is scary and women have yeah, their and place. Yeah, and so, like, she absolutely, if she was... Because if she had trained from day one, who's to say she wouldn't be as good, Yo, if not better, like than Jamie the Lannister? Brother, the brother, the, the twin Dude, siblings like of Lannister from, from Crit Roll. Yeah, just yeah the, 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 the twin Lannister Lan- twins. Like, it could have been tight as fuck. Right. Like, there's no reason that it tight. couldn't have happened if those two were badass, sword-wielding sons of bitches. But, but Sansa, in response, says, but you were queen of the Seven Kingdoms. And she says, when it comes to swords, a queen is only a woman, after all. 
again. So, yeah, when it comes down to it, a queen is a woman. The king has to say right. over the queen. Queen ain't got no power. Now, can I bring up a few of the past Targaryen rulers, though? Because haven't there been a few queens in Targaryen history who have absolutely ruled both in, in both ways, with love and with fear, right. that have both, to somewhat some extent, been fairly successful? Right. Uh, history is a hard one to touch on with the Game of Thrones. Because, yeah. yeah, there's... I mean, you get, like, good queen Alysanne and Nymeria and... The other, uh... Well, that's even mentioned in uh, Aegon's two sister wives, Rhaenys and... and Visenya. Uh, Visenya. Right, yeah. She was like a Stannis and a fucking... This soft Marjorie type, right. you know, but absolutely... Yeah, I get... Cersei's cup is empty again, but she refuses more, saying she must keep a clear head. And so the last course is being served as Osney enters again, reporting that Stannis has landed men on the tourney grounds, the Mudgate is under attack, and they're ramming the King's Gate. The imp has gone out to drive them off. Mm. And Cersei just says, well, that will fill them with fear. He hasn't taken Joffrey out, I hope. And he says, no, my, your grace, the king is at the whores, flinging antler men into the river. And Cersei kind of loses she, it. Yeah, right here, she's like, that. if they're storming the mudgate, then that's not safe, and there's no reason he needs to be wasting time uselessly throwing men. No, he get needs him to get in. him back into the castle. Back in the castle. And Oz... Now. Osfred, but Osmin, the Osni. I don't that... care. It is what I said that ought to concern you. Your brother will do as he's told, or he'll lead the next sortie, and you'll go with him. Fucking Jesus, I'll send you out to the burning river. So <sighs> he goes, and after the meal, many guests are like asking leave to go to the set to pray. And Cersei graciously grants their requ- request. Yeah, yeah. Graciously. Get the fuck out of here. Lady Tonda and her daughters were among those who leave. And for those remaining, a singer begins to sing, and he sings songs of Jonquil and Florian. Damon uh, and the Dragon Knight. Draymond, uh, Prince Aemon the Dragon Knight, and uh, his love for his brother's queen of Nymeria's 10,000 ships. Beautiful songs, but terribly sad. Several women wept, and Sansa's own eyes grew moist. I'd like to just point out that uh, Jonquil and Florian and Prince Aemon the were the two, were the two that Cersei was giving Sansa shit for. Yeah, saying, saying, oh, just, yeah, wait, wait I'm sure it's only you. a matter of time yeah. before they'll be here to get you. Cersei, noticing Sansa's eyes growing moist, leans in and says, very good. You'll want to practice those tears for King Stannis. And what? continues saying, matters must be dire if they need the dwarf to lead them, so you might as well take off your mask. I know of your little treasons in the godswood. Dude, Sansa keeps the coolest head here that I can think. But is for... panicking. Oh, absolutely. Now thinking, she don't look at Dantos. That, don't look at Dantos. That she don't has the presence of mind. Like, yeah. She just said, I know of your treasons in the godswood. And it's like... Of it's course Cersei being panic. extra. Yeah. Because she doesn't know. Right. But, and, but to keep that head and be like, don't look at him. Yep. She doesn't actually know. I only pray in the godswood, queen. Like, holy fuck. Yeah, Sansa. I only pray in the godswood. For Stannis or for your brother? It matters not who it is. It's still treason either way. And she says, I pray for Joff. And Cersei's like, why? Because he been, treats yeah. you so sweetly? And I, I love that. And then she, Cersei pours another cup of wine and passes it over to Sansa and is like, drink. Maybe if you, I get you a little drunk, you'll It'll loosen, loosen your up. tongue. And, and she takes a sip. No. And Drain the cup, bitch. Dude. Like. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. It's, it's cruel. I mean, it's, it's it reminds me of uh, the scene in Breaking Bad where Walter Jr. drinks too much because Walt right. is like giving him the bottle and Hank's like, yo, 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 chill. And he starts puking. Like, it's that. Like. 
you're forcing a fucking child yeah, to, to down her. Yeah, yeah. And so she, she does, but she almost gags it yeah. up because it's like, and her course. head is instantly swimming. And Cersei says, "I lied earlier when you asked why Ellen Payne was here. Would you like to know why, truly?" And Sansa's like, "Probably not." But Cersei doesn't wait for a reply; just waves her hand. And suddenly, Sir Ilan is just there. Yeah, she didn't even realize he'd gotten back from taking the heads from those traitors earlier. Striding from the shadows, silent as a cat. This is terrifying. With ice unsheathed, she remembers that Ned Stark kept this blade immaculate, cleaning this makes it me sad. after every single use. Now, there is dried blood all along the blade that is turned more brown than red because it's so old. It's been there so long. Yeah, it's probably Ned's blood, dude. It's not clean. Like, that is yeah. tainted now. It's, t- yeah. it's just... That image. Yeah. The way that... And I love how... How... Poignant that is to the, to the North. Ice was a clean sword. It was kept... Like, when you were being beheaded by it, you weren't... Like, it was a clean... Right. It was a long claw, like, ooh, this that's is, cold. That's yeah. a, she's a sharp sword. But this... It's is vile. Like, it's this tainted, vile, well, just it's gross... Well, it's a, the huntsman killing. Yeah. It's not the man who passed it's, the sentence. Exactly. And, and yeah. so I love that... And that... It's, it is, as much as it sucks that Ned Stark is dead and the defilement of his sword, it's cool that Sir Illin ends up with it. Someone this yeah, mysterious and creepy... Seeming, and yeah. ice just seems more malicious Because, yeah, and she... Cersei tells him... Sir Ilan, tell Lady Sansa why you're here today. <laughs> like, what it's like the this, fuck? This hollow clicking, yeah, rasping dude. noise. And then, Cer- like Cersei, he says, <laughs> like she's translating. He is here for us. He says, Stannis may take the city, he may take the throne, but I'll not suffer him to judge me. I do not mean for him to have us alive. And Sansa's like, us? Uh, what the fuck? I'm not in this shit with you. And she's like, you heard me. So you best get to praying the other way now, haven't you? Because I intend for, even if the city falls, the Starks will have no joy in the house Lannisters fall. She brushes the hair lightly from Sansa's neck as she says this. What a savage cunt. Yeah. Just... I mean, Just putting fuck that it. little like, holy hell! She knows. Uh, I mean, Cersei's smart and vindictive and petty, but she knows where this war started, and I don't think she's forgotten that that it started with the Starks and the Lannisters. I think that there's going to be a moment in the future. I think it would be kind of neat anyway, because there's that that scene in the in the show where Sansa calls Littlefinger out when Arya kills him. Um, for Sansa to have a, a similar kind style of scene where she's calling Cersei out, like, oh, you're here, perfect. You're now here to stand trial for these things. You remember when you forced, for underage drinking, providing <laughs> alcohol? <laughs> underage, I'm sure uh, that's, uh, well, what she's, that's yeah, what's right, going to get exactly. Cersei nailed so, to the wall. I think she's going to have this dope scene where she's calling Excuse her me, out. Excuse me, ma'am. Or it would be cool are you, to see. Are you purchasing alcohol for minors? Yeah, can I? Uh, uh, we're going to need to see your ID. What's your name? <laughs> Take a seat on the curb, man. Lannister. How do you spell that? L-A-N-N. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, so that's uh, Sansa 6. Yeah. And uh, yeah. got an inductee. I do have an inductee. Mine's Sir Ilan Payne. Um, and, and mainly ice and the defilement of it. It is such a good physical. The way he's stepping from the shadows using the blade that Ned did. Ned did everything in the open light. He wasn't hiding. He right, wasn't right. this mysterious, ominous killer. It was... Yeah, if you died from Ned Stark, you could at least take honor. Like, it was going to be quick. 
it wasn't going to be like you don't know what Illin's going to do with ice if he's killing you. It's nah. y- it may not just be a beheading. It could be a let me fucking sever you, each of your just Achilles tendons. Yeah, and so job. I love the the. At this point, near the end of Clash of Kings, the defilement of Ned that Sword. juxtaposition. And so right how at the far end of come. like of the two books, like you're still seeing uh, the sword. Mm-hmm. And Sansa's still yeah, seeing the sword. It's Sansa's, and everything yeah. that it meant. I mean, a knight's sword is his valor, is his honor, and that was Ned Stark's honor and valor. The man who passes the sentence, the, the fucking litany that his children repeat. Over yeah, and yeah. over was representative of ice. It was. And so to see Sansa seeing the in it, it's uncomfortable for her. She remembers specifically Ned, clean Ned cleaning yeah, it at the heart's yeah, wood every fucking time he did it. And just, ugh. So, Sir Ellen and the Blade. Nice. I've had a few that I would like, but I think I'm going to settle with uh, Jacelyn Bywater. Yeah. Because dude's still protecting his city, He's handling the shit, yeah. You know, he's stepped up ever since he replaced fucking Janos Slint. Yeah, uh, since Tyrion appointed him, Fuck yeah. he's been doing dope shit for Tyrion. But he's he's also looking out for the city, and so they're like, yeah, we're at war. Those idiots are over there doing stupid shit. Get them out of there. Yeah. I'm going to go take... Because he's looking out not for because of Tyrion or necessarily no, yeah. because of Cersei. He wants he wants the city to be able to return to some kind of reasonable living after the war. I mean, fucking preach. I feel you. No shit, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Uh, I'll be... I, I want to keep... He's one of the ones I want to keep an eye on at the end of Blackwater to see if he gets fucked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Hole. I'm pretty sure Jason dies. I but, think he dies uh, or know, gets replaced. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Jason is a good one. That's a good one. He's tight, so so those were our inductees' thoughts, feelings, and opinions on Sansa Six. We did get an inductee from our favorite French fry, Julian, who <laughs> opens with a quote: "If I am ever a queen, I'll make them love me." Winterfell. Fuck yeah. Hello, boys. Hope you're doing fine there in America. America. I mean, land of the free, home Dude. of the brave. Am I right? I know. Living the cele- fucking dream. Didn't we just celebrate the uh, white the people Independence Day? Fourth, yeah. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, we did. Yeah, it's good, man. We thank you. Uh, happy Juneteenth. <laughs> a belated Juneteenth, everybody. Not no. happy. I don't know if it's no. if that's the greeting. Is it a happy Juneteenth? No, I don't give a fuck. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we're doing great. Thanks, we're Julian. We're doing great. Thanks, Julian. <laughs> America's awesome. Loved the last lines of the chapter, especially the last sentence. Reminded me of Ned, gone like he was introduced to us by beheading. Special mention also to the beautiful Queen Cersei and her wildfire eyes. Girl, you got them wildfire eyes. <laughs> My inductee is going to be another special one, as it is King's Landing. Take it as an echo of the last chapter's choice of Aegon. As the city's name speaks for itself in this chapter, I really liked how almost every part of the city and every different layer of the people living in it were depicted. The fighters on the walls with the hand, the, hand, the king and the war captains like the hound, the highborn hidden in the castle. The rich citizens whose money seems useless in times of war. The poor that might know a sad ending. The faith keeping it all together between the small folks and the high lords. That was super interesting in this battle. Ain't anything more than two kings fighting for the city of a king who landed here about 300 years ago. Brilliant. Valar. Warharis. Dang. Yeah, uh, I really, really, really like that inductee. Great, great email, Julian. Uh, I really like the... The breakdown of the hierarchy there. Yeah. And um, the faith, keeping it all together. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's something special there that's going on here in King's Landing. But that's neat to see that hierarchy because I definitely think we'll see it splayed 
in different ways here coming up with right. the the styles of you know between Cersei and then the uh, the Faith Militant getting involved uh-huh. and then the, all that, but then also with like Fagon coming and Dan like all these different levels. King's Landing does a great job of pointing out the cast system in a Game yeah. of Thrones or in Westeros at least of. There are absolutely those at the bottom who suffer under the boots of those on top. You and know, the people Varys is trying to help out. Right, exactly. And so, excellent inductee and email, one. Julian. Thank you. Um, next, we're going to be jumping right back over to Tyrion. It's going to be Tyrion 14, 14, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And uh, still in the Blackwater here, folks. Now, this is where we get to see his sortie out there, I believe. Yeah. And so Tyrion's we get to see... going out under the boat. And now, is this where Marin Trant slashes his face up? Or Couldn't I think tell you. Yeah. I think that's I the think end of this chapter. One, yeah. um, and so we'll be. it's going to be a good one. So we're, send us inductees for that, yeah. We're coming in towards the end of stuff. What is t- I think Tyrion has like two or three more two or chapters three more, left. Yeah. Um, we'll get you the exact number here as we get closer to it. But we're wrapping up Clash of Kings. So coming in hot. Here we go. We've already got some inductees for Storm of Swords. Keep sending those in, but I believe that should be about it. About we'll it. Let you, we'll catch you on the next one. Valada Harris. Peace.